how long has it been? It's been too long and I've been having lots of messages from the punters saying, have you guys stopped? I know. And I, I said, yes. no, we've just been busy. Busy, busy, busy. If you're tuning in, welcome back to episode hashtag insert number here of oh, Woo. Ten. Ten. Well, cheers to that. Cheers. We're up to episode 10. Double figures. Double figures. <laughs> and you are listening to Woog and Berity, the premier podcast for the freshly hooked up. We've got some very good news. <laughs> We're not going to tell you now. We're not going to tell you. You have to, you have yeah, to stay yeah, listening. Yeah, you have to stay. But yeah, there is some exciting news on Kim's uh, dating front, which we are very excited to share with you. And you've been very interested in her <laughs> Foray and into it, the... And it really, it's very touching. It's you know? a Cinderella story. <laughs> but, you know, having everyone sort of go, we want an update on Kim's love life. I know. Lovely. I feel really special. I know. And, you know, I feel like I'm going to deliver today. I think you might. <laughs> I think you might. I think Woogs is going to actually slap the smile I've off my face at once. I've got a spew bucket on, next to my feet. <laughs> We've just sent six boys up to the Oval with a dog and a ball, so we're yeah. hoping to get this nutted out That's before right. they come back. Screaming about where's dinner Yeah, and can I have dessert first? Dessert first, mm. yes. Um, so let's kick off with some not-so-great news. No. We woke this morning to the dreadful news about um, what's happened in Orlando. I just, um, I just really struggle to fathom... Uh, national psyche that doesn't understand the correlation between gun ownership and the and this situation. Mm. You know, in Australia, after what happened in Port Arthur mm. and the amnesty that went on, there is only there has not been a mass shooting since. of less than from of more than five people since then. Mm. And if you look at the figures, I was looking at them today. Um, you know, Canada actually have more guns than America does. Really? Yeah. Huh. But the um, the mass shootings are nothing like, you know, America, really? you know, it's, it's every day you're hearing of some dreadful story. And I actually saw a map today that showed the number of mass shootings there's been in the States since Sandy Hook. Oh, God. And there are only two states that haven't had a mass shooting. Yeah, well, I mean... It, it, so, people, if you're going to the States, Idaho is your best bet. <laughs> Idaho. Idaho. Potato gun. <laughs> oh, shouldn't it's, it's hard to laugh. But I, the other thing that really I find... Um, I find really upsetting... Um, you know, I mean, far out 50 people. It's, I mean, it's upsetting on any scale. 50 people. But that's... they targeted this the LGBT community, and it's just like, I... We have so far to go. Like, you know, people, I think we're in a sort of cohort where, you know, difference and whatever, you know, your sexual orientation is, is of absolutely no issue. It's, well, it's like race or like religion yeah. or anything else. Yeah. What I had problems with this morning was to trying to decipher whether it was a hate crime or a terrorist act. Yes. And um, I just, I can't see the line between the two at the moment. No, um, no, I agree. You know, and as we find out more information, you know, obviously that will come to light. It's just that, you know, 50 people. 50. How many families? And they were out, and they were out having fun. Having fun. Like just dancing and you having know, a good and night I, out. And I read about, you know, some bloke who shielded his boyfriend and he ended up dying later in hospital and <sighs> you know it's just it's it doesn't need to happen and one of the most galling things i heard was this morning when 
you know, it, it, it was over and um, police and, and emergency services were going into the building and all the phones on all the people who had died were ringing and oh. their, you know, family and friends ringing them to check that they were it's all just, right. Yeah, I've, I've had a really... Like, I yeah. just... It's been a real <gasps> shit day. I, I, I really struggled with that and I went over this afternoon to my friend Cracker's house and I held her one week old baby daughter oh. and I just lay in the couch in the sun sniffing that little baby's baby. head and just trying to make sense of it all anyway it's complete shit and I don't understand it no no it's completely it defies understanding and the other thing that you know has been interesting is the political response to it and, and you know with some there's you know obviously elections happening some people try and make a political agenda out of this tragedy yeah, yes. and it's just disgusting like donald trump <gasps> just oh. fuck off honestly what he that ugh. congrats, congrats yeah, thank you thank you for, thank yeah. you for like what the hell was that i was reading it going are you actually high yeah, I know. <laughs> well i generally do that when i read anything by donald trump going, no he's a, he's a i don't understand he's just a absolute narcissist, narcissist. asshole makes everything about himself mm. and you know, anyway, moving right along. I know that was a downer to start with, but yeah. I thought it was we need to, appropriate. But to I, to and I think this stuff, you know, you've got to talk about it because the only way it's going to change is if people start rallying. Yeah. The, like from the smallest little number of, you know, the, us sitting here doing it now through to, you know, broader communities because it's not. Yeah, well, it's just not on. No. You should be able to go out and dance with your friends and have a good time without fear of someone's going to whack some bullets into you. It's yeah. absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Anyway, talking about the federal election, oh, God, is it still happening? <laughs> it is just, is it just not agony? It's just agony. I, there's nothing good. Like, none of them, you know, like, okay, you know my environmental journalist background, right? So Turnbull comes out yesterday, today, Announcing this one billion dollars over ten years for the for the reef. reef. Yeah. Well, that one billion is coming out of someone else's budget mm. anyway, so it's not new money. He's just siphoning it off from somewhere else, and it's not addressing the core issues of why the reef is dying anyway. It's so frustrating. Oh, the whole bloody thing is frustrating. <laughs> the whole but tell thing. me, tell me about um, tell me about your mum. She had a moment. Oh, mum. As you know, mum's been through a tough couple of months, losing her husband and my gorgeous stepdad, John. And she wasn't... She sent through a photo today of her talking to Bill Shorten. Aww. So she's she's out and about, out and about, which was pleasing to see. Um, she's an, herself a politician. She's an independent candidate. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she went up and met and had a chat with, with Bill and sent me a photo and I said, yay for Bill. <laughs> like, Mum, what are you doing? <laughs> Can't come and see me. You go and see yeah, Bill. Yeah, that's right. You won't leave the house for anyone but Bill, Bill Shorten. Shorten. <laughs> but she is coming in this week to stay with me. And I've said this out on the podcast, Mum. You have to. Otherwise, there'll be pitchforks at the gate. Yes, yes. Pitch come and stay. Speaking of gates, this segue makes no sense. <laughs> Very dodgy sequence. Okay, so this time, guys, if you're listening, normally we just have bits of paper, but now we have post-it notes like the old day in Mamma Mia. Remember Mamma Mia old day? They used to have the wall of post-it notes. 
So now we write down topics and we stick them up on Big Bertha. And we decide what order they're going to what go. Order? It's like, we're seriously like professionals. It's quite, you know, breathtaking. No, we are. We're, yeah. we're like full on. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a so I'm surprised we haven't actually allocated Set times. 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 No, because we still use our board now. Moving yes. on. Yes. Anyway, the next post-it says Kim gets a job. <gasps> Ladies and the odd gentlemen. Two of you. Yes. I have a job and you now need to refer to me as editor. I shall only respond to editor. Are you editor at large? Because I think that is the most <laughs> offensive title. <laughs> no. Someone call me editor at large. I'd be like, I'm editor at size 16. <laughs> Large, you have no idea about women's sizing in Australia, right? Yes. So I edit two environmental titles. Yes. Once a week, they both come out. So I'm a very busy lady. I have a breezy hour and a half commute either way. Um, which you know, I'm into this. I'm just heading into week three, and I still don't care. I sit on that bus with a stupid big grin on my face. And go, I love the world. My heart is full. I have a job and they're going to pay me for it. Uh, yeah. So it's challenging. It's rewarding. I've got a beautiful manager. We get on so well. We talk like six times a day. Um, there's great other. And this is the first time. Like, you know, I've been a journo for a long time, but I've always worked in like corporate settings or um, government settings. So this is the first time I've been in an environment where I'm surrounded by journalists. And I'm like, it's like a wet dream. I'm just like, no. We're all talking about current affairs. We're talking oh about God, politics. People are swearing. Fucking it's nightmare. Just, oh, God. My I'm wet excited. dream. My wet dream <laughs> <laughs> involves a bucket of Nutella <laughs> and a remote. <laughs> and mine is like, you know, what environmental policy am I analysing today? It's so good. This is why you Look do what smile. you do. <laughs> and which is what I do what I do. So Kim's got a job, so we have to um, yeah, so body on the weekends. Which, yes. I mean, I just, I don't stop working. I don't stop You don't, working. every day. Okay, can we talk about hashtag every fucking night? Yes, can, of course. Can I just tell you, get your pens ready, girls. This is exciting. Get your pens ready. Recently I wrote a post, which I totally piggybacked off uh, Kim, called hashtag every fucking night. And this is a movement that's growing steadily. Um, Kim started it. It's about sharing a photo of your dinner on Instagram or whatever. Hashtag every fucking night. And it's actually taken off quite it has. well. And we're looking at all these meals from around the world. I got uh, a company got in contact with me called Pepper Leaf. Now, Pepper Leaf is one of these companies. And this is not sponsored, by the way. They sent me a box of meals. And let me tell you, I've got my cooking groove back. And really? I bloody love it. And I'm making all this new stuff. And tell me more, Mrs. Bird. Oh, what's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> I am making things like uh, limon pork with what? crushed chats. <laughs> one one pan pasta, which I didn't think was going to work, but it was absolutely bloody delicious. Uh, last night, oh, last night. The um, ball and chain and I went out for a schnitty, but the night before I cooked um, these delicious kebabs with, I don't know, stuff. Anyway, I am such a fan of Pepper Leaf. Write it down, Pepper Leaf. Now, they have given me codes to give to you. So you want to try this service. It is in, I'm going to say, New South Sydney, Melbourne and Adelaide, but they're going to roll it out everywhere. 
So write this down. If you want to try this service, and I suggest that you should, you'll get $30 off your first box if you put WOOG, W-O-O-G, in the, what do they call it, the code? Or There'll the, be like a code or a discount, discount box. Discount box. Um, and you can write, for $50 off, you write W-O-O-G-50. How nice is that? We're giving back. We're giving back. But this company is totally milking me. Yeah, I and, love and it. I don't even care. Well, I don't care because it means that people are cooking things they otherwise wouldn't cook and... Easing the burden I'm gonna go and every get, fucking okay. night. I'm going to go and get some of the recipe cards. So I fill oh, the yes. space. Fill okay, the I'm going to fill the space. What are you um, Okay, so my every fucking night, of course, now has changed quite dramatically, seeing as I'm commuting for three hours a day. And so I invested in a Breville uh, pressure cooker slash slow cooker. I bought the more expensive one because the pressure cooker component um, self... Uh, expels the air in the pressure cooker as opposed to having to do it manually because I thought if the boys were doing it it was I just didn't need to be contending with some sort of third degree burn issue um so people get on board a pressure cooker and slow cooker they are amazing so I made this lamb shank and barley uh, soup which was actually a recipe off foodie which is p-h-o-o-d-i-e she's yeah, she's great, isn't she? Yeah, so um, so lamb shanks, barley, like onion, carrot, garlic, um, celery, uh, a parsnip, potato, bung it all in the pot, uh, add a bit of stock, pressure cook it for 30 minutes. So 30 minutes with the lamb shank, pull it out, and the lamb shanks just fell off the bone, and I had this incredible soup. It was just... It was like, oh, and a tin of crushed tomatoes. It was like, it was always like magic. With the, all the ways with the tin of crushed oh, tomatoes. tomatoes. It was like magic. Okay, so I just run around the house to try and find my little group of menu, oh. but I could only find two. So tomorrow night we're having Indian beef and spinach with papadums. Like, check that out. This oh, is that from Pepper Leaf. Well, it looks all right, people. And the next night we're having coconut. Oh, actually, not tomorrow night because I'm out. Oh, God. Mm. I may get about town. Coconut lime chicken with sweet potato. Oh, that looks nice too. Yeah. Anyway. Well, people, I really recommend. Like, give it a go. And seriously. I'm not being paid to promote this. No. It's just good shit. And but I even believe... if you just do it once and you get a free thing and you get some new men- recipe no, ideas. No, but they even, like, portion up. Like, one thing I had to do was with chicken and shit and I had to have a teaspoon of um, sesame seeds. They portion the teaspoon of sesame seeds Stop into, it. like, a little baggie. <laughs> yeah. That's so pretty You don't cool. need anything. Like, if you need the soy sauce, it comes in a little... Like container. Oh, I know. Pepper leaf. Do you know what I mean? Ticking all the boxes. I know, and seriously, we're sounding like Moira here, but um, <laughs> I worked out for me to go and buy all the ingredients to make that. Yep. It's more cost effective to get to it get in it a all box. And it gets, already and it gets delivered every Saturday morning, so now I sit there and look at this for dinner. <laughs> oh, anyway, moving on board now. Right, board okay. now. We're looking at the screen now. Do we want to talk about this? What's that? Why is that? Babies yeah. in your 40s, mothers of boys. No, oh God, I'm God. sick of talking about bloody children. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, there's the next post that says, Mum, don't swear. That's from my oldest son. Your oldest son? My oldest son, don't no. swear. Sorry, love. On the list. I've got nothing on the list. I'm too happy. Oh, <laughs> your perkiness <laughs> is on my list. Well, Yours... I've literally got written, written down on my list. On the list, nothing! Exclamation mark. Too happy. 
That doesn't sell podcasts, Kim. People <laughs> want drama. They want the bad news. I can't even... I, okay, give me a couple of weeks and I'll be able to bitch about public transport. But even at the moment, I'm just like, an hour and a half on the bus. I don't care. It's great. Look at me. I'm out and about with the commuters. No, I'm not, I'm not buying this shit. <laughs> there has to be one thing. One thing. I, I've got a thing. Okay. That I, uh, so in other people's family realignments, they split up, you know, like every second weekend. Yeah, yeah. And that's never been the case. It's always just been one night a week. And for a whole night? No, just for like four hours. It's bloody disgraceful. And I've always. Can um, I just interrupt you now? Yes. And say, Kim has four boys. Yeah. Boys need. Dads. Some no no not necessary. Dads, no, they need male. They need men. I do have a lot of friends who are lesbian lesbian relationships. They don't need a dad, but they need some sort of male presence. Yeah, around them. Yeah, and the fact that Scunter <laughs> has not set up, it just makes me think what he's missing out on. He is missing out. I know. Yeah. So anyway, so you know, it's only ever been. And I've always, and you and various other friends have always gone completely unacceptable. You need to get that shit sorted out. And I've been like, it's fine. It's just, I just can't be bothered making ructions about it. He's never going to do weekends because of his work. I just have to, you know, now I want a weekend off. Yeah. It's been <laughs> a while. Like, and every second one would be sweet. But even once a month would be... Yeah, well, can he not take that weekend off once a month? Well, or this can, discussion... Can, can is, fetus not step up to this, the plate? This discussion is going to have to take place. Oh, God. Thanks fucking God. I've been at you for ages. I know. You've been at me for 18 months. Um, mine on the list is I'm sick of telling people to put their stuff away. Hang your towel up. Hang your towel up. I mean, this is not new. No. This is, this is very relatable to everyone. Like, make a piece of toast... Put uh, and leave the butter and the Vegemite out and the plate in the sink with the knife. And like, it's okay because I'm going to do that. Because I'm here to serve you. I've stopped that bull. And today, was it today? Yesterday at lunchtime, I sat them all down. Said, This is going to stop. Wow. And what was the reaction? Uh, I have to do everything. <laughs> Why do I have to do everything? Can you feed the dog? <laughs> I do everything. <laughs> You can barely string a sentence together, let alone a decent argument. For fuck's sake, feed the cat. Can you take the bin out? And and one of my kids even said to me today, he goes, what is wrong with you? I said, well, why do you think I had you? Yeah. It's the only reason you're here. So you can do stuff for me. Oh, that's too good. I, I didn't have you just for the fun of it. Yeah, yeah. So Jesus, far. if it didn't mean I could spread the love around, like, yeah. spread the jobs. I know. Oh, and the other thing is Mr. Woog and helping with the laundry. Helping. Helping with the oh, laundry? for fuck's sake, Kim. Where was I? I was away for a couple of nights and I've come back and he's, he's proud. He's proud. I've done all the laundry. Ooh. And I'm like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then I look over to the laundry couch. So basically he's washed it all, stuck it in the dryer and stuck it all on the couch. Oh. Yeah, that, thanks for that. That's really helpful. <laughs> That's really helpful. <laughs> did he do it in, did he sort it into colours? No, 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 <gasps> not. Oh, God. Oh, I don't do that either. Oh, it. really? No, it could be fucked. Life's too short. <laughs> oh, I need a moment to com- just to decompress about that. Oh, well, I need what it. What do you mean you don't sort it into colours? 
Don't your whites go dull? Of course they do. <laughs> do I give a shit? Of course I do. I don't own an iron. No, I do own an iron, but it doesn't it doesn't get trotted out very often. Currently, the ironing board is actually set up, but pretty much just as another storage device for all of my clothes. You're a classy bird. I am classy. Speaking of classy, I need to go have a wee. Oh, do you? We'll see you in a minute. All right, hang on. Well, I've just got to find pause. <laughs> God, we're professional. <laughs> we're so professional. Hang on a minute. Uh, maybe my pre- And we're back. And welcome back. Had a wee. Had a wee. Had a wee. Too Checked much. on the kids. Checked on the kids. Just sent them out onto the street to play a bit of whatever. <laughs> It's um, not too dark outside. I just want to give a special shout out to Andrea Hall, who... Hi, Andrea. Andrea Hall, you were harassing me this morning about having another podcast yeah. up. And it's the, we are dedicating <laughs> this podcast to you because well, you're yes. obviously um, one of our seven fans we've got out there. <laughs> That's right. And I need to put a shout out to Harris Bennell, who is a friend of mine as well, who actually this morning had binge listened to all of our podcasts in one hit and was like, when's the next one? When's the next one? When's the next one? I'm going, we're actually getting to go this afternoon. So hi, Harris. Hi, Harris. Hi, Andrea. And um, hi to the other 11 of yeah, you also listening. And the one guy. Yeah. Hi. David. <laughs> um, Glenn. Glenn. Morris. Uh, Mary Irvine. This is an interesting one. How to start... The sex talk with a six-year-old, please. Smiley face. He's in a class with seven and eight-year-olds and I should probably get him first. Don't hold back. He already knows a fair bit, I'm going to tell you. That is my rule and you call everything by its proper name. Yep. There are no hoo-hahs and wee-wees and... And, and if you go to Woog's World... and Lady Gardens, you call <laughs> them by their proper names. If you go to Woog's World and put in the search bar... Um, like something you do that for fun right that will outline how i told uh, my oldest son when he was six about sex right and he said so you've done it twice and i said well sometimes people do that fun you do that for fun (laughs) and i did the whole jabby jabby with the finger (gasps) no you did not like you know (laughs) Like the vagina and the thing. No, because I just wanted to get it done. Yes. And he's just not been able to look at me for years. <laughs> for years. So, yeah, just rip the band aid off that money. Yeah, Mary. and look, I, I remember um, one of mine was oh, about the same age, and it started in the car, like we, when we left home, and with, you know, how a baby's made. And the questions continued from home on the northern beaches all the way into the city, which was a 40-minute drive, and only ended on the Hub Bridge. Ta-da! By which, by, which point, by which point, my then husband and I were ready for quite a number of drinks <laughs> and a big lie down. <laughs> look, look, rip the band-aid off. Don't stuff yep. around with it. They, no. they know so much more than you think. They, I mean, look at look at the state of the world, Kim. Oh, oh look at it. It's everywhere. Oh, you know, everyone carries on about guns and killing, but what about all that loving? Speaking of which, yeah. Jackie, another reader, has like, ugh. How about putting your parents into a nursing home when they don't want to go? I... Don't even want to think about that. No. 
No. As far as I can tell and from, because, you it's know. It's the worry. Yes. That they're going to it's do like the worry. put the kettle on with no water and then go to sleep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's the next for us, I think in particular, it is the next stage. So, you know, we've done the young kids. We're now into the sort of teenage kids. And, and, and the parents are getting older. And the parents are getting older. And then the next thing is aging parents. I know. And it's like it's and a... everyone I know who's been through aging parents, it is a minefield of hell. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really tough one, Jackie. Um, you know. All I can suggest... And this is, you know, this is so easy for me from the cheap seats is you have to find other people who have been through it and you have to ask question after question and you need to build your own support networks around that mm. whole sphere. Because it's just like when we had Oscar and, you know, special needs and you just, you feel so isolated and pushed to the periphery. And the only thing that brings you back is connecting with others who are in that in the similar boat yeah. that you actually start to go, actually, I'm not on the periphery. I'm actually normal. And this is just and if part I, of my story. And if mm. I, if I was a politician, Kim, yes, <laughs> which I'm thinking of doing it one day, um, <laughs> by the work, um, it would be some area of focus. I think that, that we don't focus on enough. I think that there should be a wider range of different types of support available. Yeah. Um, over 55. 55 is not old anymore. No. We need to sort of... Uh, that's us in 12 years. Shut up. So not true. <laughs> so not true. Um, but I've, I've had uh, parents of uh, mates of mine who've turned 60 and they've gone into retirement villages and they are loving it. You right. know what I mean? Uh, service department, someone comes and claim, uh, does your sheets with uh, recording live. Oh, sorry. Um, Hi. See ya. Bye. Hi, internet. <laughs> yeah, that's my son. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that, it is it is a terrible time. I I, I feel for you, and um, I I don't I have any experience with it, but I think that it's an area of growth that is going to start. Yeah, happening. yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's not pretty. Speaking of not pretty, yes. This week's fashion news. Why are my clothes so revolting? <laughs> I look in my cupboard and all I see is navy and black and camel. And, and I blame fashion right now. Camel. You mean in the shops? <laughs> period blood mold. Oh, I can't stand that period blood like, clot. Like, I just... You I know, that they, call, they call it mulberry, but it's blood clot. I'm like, Jackie Collins, why did you die? <laughs> You're my style icon. <laughs> and now I'm like, bloody... Birds of a feather or, you know, some <laughs> do have them or, you know, what's those old English shows where they get around? And I've morphed into this disgusting, I, I can't even oh, look no. at myself, Kim. <laughs> that is so harsh. Look, can I just say, dear listeners, she's looking quite the picture tonight. No, I'm not. I'm wearing a navy top she's with got a navy nice skinny pants. She's got a skinny jean. Look at my shoes. Well, you know what? She's got a camel mule this on her what foot. My husband says to me. Why do you dress like you're a nurse on duty? Oh! <laughs> of which I say, why do you dress like a bloody bum crack builder on duty? <laughs> no, but Does seriously. Does he never want to get laid again? Like, why would he say something like that? Because I bought these pair of pants and they were um, a tensile pant from Country Road. A tensile? Oh, and I wore them never going to end well. I wore them with a pair of white leather loafers <laughs> and he said to me, you're off to shift work. <laughs> 
And I looked down and I said, well, I'd actually pay that. Like, I do look a little bit like, and not taking away from nurses, I bloody love nurses, yeah. but your outfits is basically my they day. need work. No, that's my day wear. Oh, that's very funny. That's my day wear. So from now a on. A tensile pant. There's nothing good comes from a tensile pant. A chambray tensile pant. Oh. Drop crotch slightly. Oh. Am I off to theatre? <laughs> but not the theatre. <laughs> I'm off to hand do an appendicitis, an appendices or something. Anyway. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. So that's the whole thing is now that I every time I get drawn to the racks of drab, I'm going to think of Jackie Collins and go, what would Jackie say? You've got a fashion conundrum at the moment. No, well, can I just say, you know, the whole, did I mention that I have a job? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really? So, of course, getting a job meant I had to buy an entire new work wardrobe. And the reason I had to buy an entire new work wardrobe was because I went to the first interview and I had a nice jersey sort of dress, you know, that I wore with knee-high boots and I looked the part. And then I got to the second interview round and I went, what the f- am I going to wear? Like, I can't wear the same dress. And I was like, oh, this is, this is not good. So now I have some pencil skirts. I have a pair of Ponty pants oh, that Ponties. I'm just in love They're with. They're the best. I'm like, I'm actually going to buy like about three I really three wish more that I have, I have a pair that um, I'm fatter than you, but I would lend them to you. They, are, they have the power. Yeah. yeah. Like a scuba suit. Yeah. They're just the best. And they make my, they make my legs look hot. She and, does have hot legs. And so, yeah, I've got some Ponty pants. And then I've got a number of shirts. I don't want to say blouses, uh, but they're sort of blouses. When you've got big boobs, blouses and shirts in general are not your friends. Yeah. Um, but I've got a rank. Now, I read a story a while ago about a fashion editor on, I think it was like Vogue America or something. So about, relevant. So, so right. Like I could really, um, I could really relate. Sort of relate to her. Yeah, yeah. But she reached a point where she said she was losing so much time every morning standing in front of her wardrobe going, I don't have anything to wear. What are we going to wear? That she threw everything out. I'm at that point. And she now wears to work the same thing every day. Black pants, a white shirt with a little black ribbon around the neck that she ties in a bow. She wears that every day. This is the fashion editor of American Vogue. It doesn't sound very fashionable. But she looks great. Like, you know, oh, she's, she's thin? Yeah, she's yeah, thin. Um, so I sort of in, embraced that notion of very simple, like, black pants or black pencil skirt, navy, white or black blouses. And then I have signature jewellery. You're an accessories girl. I'm an accessories girl. So and you have purple hair. So. I have, and I have purple hair. And I have so I've got some funky earrings and groovy necklaces and yeah, some cool no, rings. You're no fucking good to me at all. Thanks and for nothing. Kim. I just am like I'm strutting it. And then not only is there work wardrobe, shoes. You need shoes. I'm like the whole point of me working full time is to buy shoes. Forget. Saving to buy an investment unit. Forget saving to take the kids on a holiday. Forget saving to get a boob job. <laughs> I can buy shoes. I'm so excited. I've got 
like I've just bought so many shoes. It's just phenomenal. I remember when your birthday was last year and um, it was during the family realignment yeah. and I took you out and bought you a pair of You bought me a pair shoes. of sho- hot shoes. Yeah. yeah. Hot shoes maketh the woman. And these yeah. shoes, Mike, camel suede loafers. I um, love them. Really? Yes, I do. This is what I wear to the theatre. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I know you've all been waiting around for the big news. Oh, my God. I'm just going to hand you over right now. Anyway, before that happens, yes, I'm going to tell you a really irrational. Oh yes, we need to hear this first. Irrational thing, and when people say, "Oh my god, I had the sweetest dream the other night," I actually want to just walk out of the room. (laughs) Um, I had this dream the other night that Mr. (laughs) Wu, I found him cheating on me with his new girlfriend, Claire. Claire, Claire. What did Claire look like? She was really hot. She was tiny and blonde, and she drove a sports car. Boots. um, Little perky boots. No, no, no. Decent size. Decent. Like, like tennis ball tits. Yeah. Yeah. So more than a mouthful. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I woke up and I was so angry with him. (laughs) Thanks very much. Has Claire? And he looked at me and he was like, "What are you talking about?" (laughs) And now, every time the phone rings, I say, is that Claire? (laughs) And he thinks I'm crackers, which is not very far off the money. Anyway, speaking of new partners, I'm going to leave you with Kim. She's just going to freestyle it for five minutes because (laughs) this is just, this is, this is big news. Well, dear, Love is in the air. well, dear listener, everywhere I look around, meow, 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 I think from previous podcasts, we were aware of the fact that I had embarked on quite the uh, campaign of refinding myself in terms of my feelings and relationship with men. Now, the interesting part of that was that it was very fun, uh, but there was an element where even though I was very picky and I was very good at vetting, you know, um, the dodgy guys from the ones that actually had half a brain and who I sort of connected with, there was still a bit of a feeling after, you know, the day later where I just, it just didn't sit well, you know, like I was just sort of like, mm, it was fun and yeah, actually it was really fun and Jesus, I really need a vitamin B and a couple of Panadol, um, <clears throat> but, and maybe an acidophilus, um, but you know, there was always a bit of a feeling. Anyway, uh, to fast forward I have a boyfriend. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm a complete lost cause. I am smitten. Absolutely smitten. I can't stop smiling. All my friends are both simultaneously thrilled for me and at the same time just going, holy shit, can she just, just lower it down a notch. Um, His name is Rob Uh, and he was actually the very first guy I ever spoke to on Tinder and we chatted for weeks and then we got together for dinner and chatted, chatted, 
long into the night at back at his place, but nothing happened. And uh, then he had to go overseas for work. And he sent me a text when he was overseas saying, um, I've been thinking about you and I wrote you something on the plane. And yeah, it just sort of kicked off. And <sighs> now I'm just, oh my God, it's so ridiculous. It's like, um, you know, people say I've never felt like this before and it's such a cliche, but I actually never have. So I didn't actually know you could feel like this um, as an adult. And I didn't know someone could make you feel like this. And, um, yeah, it's really lovely. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, what else can I tell you? Weeks has disappeared and left me here to just monologue. And, uh, I could just really wax lyrical for hours. Um, so he's been away this long weekend, um, interstate. And it's actually been agony. Um, and he, he actually works near where I work. So uh, while my reality means that, you know, I can't actually see him that much because <laughs> I have four kids um, that I'm essentially raising on my own uh, while working full time. Um, we can do things like meet after work and then walk up into the city and I sort of, you know, shear off to go to the bus and he then heads off home. And, um, we do things like have a pash in public in the middle of Pitt street mall. And, um, yeah, he makes me feel amazing. And I think I make him feel amazing. And, oh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Like, oh, all you guys that are with partners where this was what it was like when you started. Oh my God. Like, why didn't you tell me? I should, I didn't know. I didn't know that it could be like this. Um, so funnily enough, a friend said me to me today, I, um, cause you know, chronic oversharer, which he knows. So that's fine. Um, but I was talking to a friend today and, uh, and, you know, and I actually screenshotted something he said to me and sent it to her because, you know, I'm <laughs> confidentiality. What's that? And she said, it is so, so, so the best. I love this delirious, heady, drunk lunch, drunk love stage. If you could bottle it, we would make gazillions. But guess what? It's real and it's happening for you and you deserve every fucking bit of it. So happy for you. My heart hurts. And I just, yeah, yeah, you know, wow. <laughs> um, so what you guys need to do is go to my Facebook page of All Consuming Blog. So not just All Consuming, that's my private page. Um, but all, if you go to Facebook, All Consuming Blog, I want to hear your love stories. Um, and yeah, I want to hear them. Um, 
Another friend said to me that she's reading the messages that I've screenshot to her. I'm so sorry, Rob. Like, you know, you send me these things in intimacy and I then share them with my friends. Um, but, you know, this friend said to me, I'm close reading those messages as if they are holy text. <laughs> and they are. They're like, this is, he like, um, Okay, not only is he emotionally aware, like, so he knows how he's feeling, he knows his um, foibles and his um, vulnerabilities and, um, yeah, he can actually articulate them. Like, oh, my God. Did you know there are men that can do that? I didn't know there were men that can do that. And I found one. And he's mine. He's mine, he's mine, he's mine. <sighs> so yes, so we, <laughs> we have a little plan like as to how and when we'll see each other each week. And, um, and you know, of course, we're sort of like, we'd like that to be sort of every night. But I have this, you know, pesky issue of four children who actually love me and do want to see me quite regularly. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it'll, it'll work out. And, you know, I sort of, um, never underestimate the passage of time, you know, so, uh, I think that's really a great thing to remember. And, uh, Luke has come back, so I don't need to keep like, you know, monologuing about how ridiculously oh, in love I, I am. I had to go, otherwise I'd vomit, but I have to say... <laughs> woman has transformed herself and I'm so proud of her. I've heard about this story so I didn't want to um, then compare it to the drudgery of a million years of marriage. <laughs> How was that? How was that? I know. So happy. You I can know. stop smiling now. I can't. The lasagna's out of the I oven. Can't stop there's, smiling. there's six boys that are banging on the door going, I'm hungry. <laughs> So we're going to have to bid you farewell. Thanks for joining us in this Thanks so much episode. for joining us. Ten episodes. Ten. We're going to bury. Who would have thunk it? I know. <laughs> we're going to be like, I don't know, who's the most famous podcasters ever? Oh. Oh. Or whoever they are. Yeah. We're going. We're coming for you. Yeah. We're coming Watch out. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you soon. Bye, beautiful people. Waiting for a train. And I was feeling near as faded as my jeans Bobby thumbed a diesel down just before it rained And rode us all the way into New Orleans I pulled my harpoon out of my dirty red bandana I was playing soft while Bobby sang the blues When she whopper slapping time Holding Bobby's hand in mine We sang every song that driving knew